Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 911, what's your emergency? I can't find Captain Nash and his wife's cruise ship. Somebody Tonight, 911 comes to ABC. If we're going to make it out of here, we got to work together. Tonight at 9 on ABC, followed by 7 News at 11. This is why you watch 7 News at 5. This breaking story is happening as we speak. To get breaking news from the alert desk. When I know about it, you'll know about it first. So you're always connected with what's happening now, only on 7 News at 5. What's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kisselier hanging out with... Katie Dirks. Katie Dirks. Oh, my God, Katie. This has been a hell of a week for sports, and we have a lot to get to today. A week. It has been a crazy-ass week, hasn't it? It's bananas. Bananas all around. All right, we're going to start off today's episode talking a little bit about AEW. AEW. AEW? What is happening with AEW other than pure entertainment and magic? We are going to entertain you all in a way that we never thought that we could because I did not expect Chris Jericho and MJF to perform the way that they did on this past Saturday night's Dynamite. Watch out, Broadway. There's two new stars in town, and they got abs, they got muscles, and they might just beat the hell out of every single Broadway cast in New York. I did not see this coming. I started a new job, so I was very... I was like knee deep in shit all week. Ah, uh, is that the job? The name of the show is Knee Deep in Shit, and you're the yes, star. Yes, actually, we're gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna pitch new pitch. <laughs> new pitch. Um, so I was like kind of slammed all week. I didn't get even a chance to like watch any wrestling until. So I caught up on everything last night, and I and I knew some of it was spoiled for me. But holy shit, this past week's Dynamite is one of the best, if not the best, episode they have had the entire year that they've been on TV. Awesome. All right. So without further ado, the debut of MJF and Chris Jericho in a duet that would make Sonny and Cher weep. Okay. So let's play it. I mean, come on. They're at a dinner table sipping, sipping wine. Together. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Like the wallpaper sticks to the wall. Woo! Like I didn't know I'm sure Like you'll never get rid of your shadow. Chris, you'll never get rid of me. Oh. Let all the others fight <laughs> and fuss. Whatever happens, we've got us. Oh, look at 
at that. Curtains open behind them, showing a ballroom full of dancers. They're like really good. They are getting into it. We're closer than ripples that play in a brook. So many performers would not have done this. I love that they did it. Yes. Closer than a recliner thrown in at Hardy's forehead, Kaiser me. We're closer than snakes are, they slide through the grass. We're closer than Cody's to a jackass. Not a soul can bust this team in two. They stick together like two. And when it's All right. sleeping time, that's when we run. We got a couple's dance, MGF. Swing to the Jericho with each with a lady. Don't chime. What a surprise. They, they ring. ring. A ding ding. Happy New Year. <laughs> and now to repeat what I said at the start. You'll need a large crowbar to break us apart. Oh my. We're alone but far from blue. Oh. Before we can finish, we'll make the town roar. <laughs> they jumped and make a claw with their heads. And then the fourth floor life is gonna be we while we for my shadow and me. Say Chris, who is it, Maxwell? Would you do me a favor? What do you want now? Would you mind taking it one more time? Jericho is visibly no, winded. He is beat red. He is very red in this whole thing. Also, like, may or may not be either hungover or very drunk. I can't or, tell. Or, yeah, I can't tell. This idea was created well drunk, without a doubt. We'll beat up a Moxley, whatever we do. Life is gonna be we want. You can't not have a kick line. Got that kick line. Move over, Rockets. So... Stupid. They almost went strong. All right. Round of applause so. heard throughout the globe. MJF and Chris Jericho bringing the proverbial house down with a wonderful song, My Shadow and me wow and now if you take this sketch because we often shit on w i i often shit on wwe for mm -hmm. trying mm -hmm. a sketch like this i would have just shit all over it if wwe did it but now i see myself praising mjf and jericho and i think the difference is is that this clearly came from either talent or yep. or was at least produced or improved by talent um, they made it their own, whereas I feel like if WWE were to do this, it would feel very generic and very forced and very like right. cookie cutter because it all came out of the same room. All of their ideas come from the same room, whereas with AEW, all of their ideas are coming from either the wrestlers themselves or a collection of, of people. It's not just the right. same idea box that's just cutting and pasting stuff they've already done. MJF is putting himself on the line and he is doing things that if done wrong could make him look extremely foolish, make him look stupid and undermine the character. That is why he is such a perfect heel 
in the vein of Rick Root, speaking of veins, they're all very strong, in the vein of the ravishing one, in the vein of Mr. Perfect, where you want to be insulted by them. If yeah. Rick Root calls you a fat pig, you're like, oh my God. Like he used to just call people's wives fat pigs and the husband would be like, yes, my God. wife. You, yeah, you nailed it. Oh my God, I'm the luckiest man in the world. Rick Root called my wife a fat pig. Because Rick Root also put himself out there and allowed himself to be a multidimensional heel, MJF is growing every single week. I am here for it. And I think as soon as there's a crowd, it is going to expand his character even more. And, you know, it's one of the ironies about COVID. I was thinking about this walking over here. Humble brag, I walked over here. Two and a half miles. That's nothing to, like, not brag about. Brag about that shit. No, and as a matter of fact, it's something to get extremely sweaty about. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so I was walking over here, and I was thinking, with COVID-2020, you know the year we're in, I don't know if they do that. I'm not sure if they do that song and dance, unless they're like, how the hell do we fill two hours of television again without an audience? Right. You know, there are certain things that have come out of 2020 that I think are going to stand the test of time. Not the underground, uh, not WWE underground per se, blah, blah. but there are things that have come out, such as, again, the cinematic uh, beginning with Undertaker going against AJ Styles in the cemetery, The Fiend mm -hmm. and all of that. We know all of that. And this is another thing. The stadium stampede. Stadium stampede. Epic. This to me is just another one of those golden things that we've been able to get from 2020 out of pure desperation for content creation. And I hope that they continue to build stories like this. I have never seen a full-on song and dance kick line. The whole thing was choreographed so again. So Jericho. So Jericho. And you have to watch it on YouTube. It's incredible. Jericho looks, as a matter of fact, very similar to how I looked walking over here. Redder <laughs> than a beet. He looked like he looked like a tomato that was embarrassed. Like he was extra red by the end of it. And I just I couldn't love it enough. It's I have I loved this episode of Dynamite so much. And James had already watched it by the time I watched it and I was just yelling to him and I was looking for anyone to talk to. I was randomly texting you. Eddie Kingston's amazing giving you a play-by-play -play as I I'm know. watching the show on a Friday night. Move over Colt Cabana. Katie has a new boy in town. She's going to the bad boy town. Bad boy side of town and she's getting someone her mama wouldn't want her dating. Eddie I, Kingston. I, lo I love a New Yorker. I know James, you do. My husband's a New Yorker. And as different as Jericho and MJF and Eddie Kingston are as performers, obviously MJF and Jericho, Jericho definitely taking MJF under his wing. Obviously, one has more days ahead of them uh, than behind them and vice versa. And I think Jericho knows. It seems to me almost like Jericho is slowly passing the torch of That's, what Jer the Jericho yeah. brand is to MJF, mm -hmm. which is just sort of the fun-loving bully that also looks like an asshole half the time when he's yeah. drowning in orange soda after Orange Cassidy beats him. It so you can still like love him because you're like, yeah, he's a jerk, but he's also half an idiot. He's and, so you know, angry. He's so angry and he's kind of fun. But MJF, he is definitely coming into his own now. And Eddie Kingston, a man who perhaps has been into in his own for a long time, but finally being able to come into his own on the national stage. And it seems as if AEW is really pushing him hard, specifically now that Eddie Kingston is be. in a feud with John Moxley. The, I have so many. First of all, you anyone I, I will I will willingly take on anyone in this debate that Eddie Kingston is the best talker on any roster there is. There's no question, in my opinion, he is 
the best character. He is the best talker. He can come out and change the tone of the entire show just by cracking the mic with one right. line. And he is so he is a star. And I know that he might not have the the he might not have the six pack abs. He has a he's not as fit as some of these other guys. It doesn't matter. He can talk and change the game. And that's and to me, somebody was like, Oh, what about Paul Heyman? Yeah, okay, fine. Paul, Paul Heyman, Heyman's, unbelievable. Paul Heyman's always going to be, he's always been Paul Heyman. He has done right. what Paul Heyman does for decades, right? It is time for a new sheriff in town. And to me, uh, that sheriff is Eddie Kingston. And he is fucking phenomenal. The 38-year-old new, the the new baby that is the 38-year-old Eddie Kingston. And he's not, yeah, he's been around, He look, he's been around wrestling for twenty almost 20 years. He is he is an absolute star, and he should be treated as such. Well, perhaps we'll play. No, actually, we will. We'll play the uh, the uh, speech that Moxley gave, or the promo that Moxley gave regarding Eddie Kingston here in a second. But just going back to what Katie was talking about, when it comes to the longevity of Eddie Kingston, as soon as he signed with AEW, oh, what's that? The WWE dogs come mm-hmm. sniffing around, and they're like, "Damn, all right, we weren't going to put this dude on camera. They put him on camera in AEW." Dude's getting over, a la Mick Foley when he came over because Jim Ross, when yep. when Mick came over from WCW, when Jim Ross is like, give him a shot. And Vince is like, all right, put a mask on him, make his music super boring and don't let him talk. And believe it or not, he got over. You get the feeling that something like that could have happened with Eddie Kingston, mm-hmm. given the shot perhaps many years ago. And I don't say that without a basis. Eddie Kingston has said that WWE has been trying to get him to become a coach at the Performance Center for, quote, years, but he's always turned them down. As for why, the indie wrestler explained, he says, but my thing was, and I told them, I can't collect a paycheck if I didn't earn it. They were like, what do you mean? And my thing was, I was going to be in there, coach, be bitter and angry about coaching, not getting a shot. And these guys who don't, they love wrestling now because they're all at the Performance Center no offense to them. So he knew he was just going to be a pissy old yeah. coach. And he was just like, I don't want to be that because I'm going to be angry. And it just seems to me WWE recognized the talent. They recognized the skill. Oh, he's a star. And they said, oh, be a coach at the Performance Center. He's a star. And I think doing anything. It's a mistake on WWE's part. Absolutely. The kid is a star. Or the kid, he's 38 years old. Uh, he is an absolute star. He is star quality. He has whatever it is. That stars have, and and he's he's electric. He is abs- Anytime he cracks the mic, I'm like, forget it. Like show, like the show is going to be that much better. Apparently, he was under contract for one year, and uh, this is an interview he gave with Jericho, as a matter of fact. And uh, Jericho was like, "Yes, yeah, so it was a great year to be under contract, right? Like your first year." And he's like, "Yeah, but when you're on the road getting paid in hot dogs and soda, I would have been so bitter and angry. I would have done a good. I wouldn't have done a good job." I would have been detrimental to those kids. So it was, nah, I am good. So that is smart that he recognized, I can't coach these kids. I'm just going to ruin their lives. Yeah. And they're, they're not even going to be, a, they're not even going to be a fraction as good as he is. No, and absolutely, absolutely not. Now, he is truly a talent. My one note. Okay. My one note is, wow. I hope, I hope they give him better gear or I hope he gets better gear because the gear that he's got right now. I like it. It's like road dog. I was watching old Road Dog Jesse James. The guy dresses like he just got out of the dress barn. I love that. (laughs) That's what you mean. Oh, my God, Katie, you want to give your man a makeover? This is so classic 80s movie. This is such a classic. I really like you, but let me fix you. 
I really am never, I've never thought this, nor have I said this before, but this is the most girly thing you have ever said. We're like, I love him, but he needs better hats and shoes. Who cares? The gear he's got is not great. Look, when he's he wearing is, his, do you want to change? What do you want him to be? Okay, his wrestling gear, like his, his like cut the promo gear is awesome. He's like, just, it's, he looks great. But the wrestling gear, it just, it looks like indie gear. And he's, he's an indie wrestler. AEW is not indie, though. Like, let's step it up a notch, guys. Give him some dope gear. Wow. Isn't that interesting? She giveth, like but in, she taketh away. He's like in, yeah, he's like in, like weird. It just doesn't, doesn't look like it fits right. This it is unbelievable. flatter his figure. He has a, what? <laughs> flatter his figure? As long as he's wearing clothes. No, he is looking more and more buff. He is. Will, he's definitely, he's definitely working out. And now he is truly getting an AEW push, going against John Moxley, and evidently they have sort of known each other for years. Mm-hmm. We're going to break down Hell in a Cell here in a second as well, because obviously that's going to be a massive pay-per-view for the WWE. But perhaps we should play this clip of John Moxley. This is the promo uh, that Moxley cut about Eddie Kingston. And I thought, I love when... There is that air of reality to it. I really do. The audience can tell when there's strings of truth, which is, again, why I want Lars Sullivan to come back as the biggest, angriest gay porn star (laughs) character in the history of the WWE and just start annihilating people in a way that we have never seen before. Uh, But let's play this clip of Jon Moxley talking about the feud that he has going now with Eddie Kingston. When Eddie Kingston signed a contract with AEW, nobody was happier about it than me because nobody understands better where Eddie comes from, what he has grinded through for the last 18 years. I loved Eddie Kingston. I keep my circle tight. True friends are hard to come by. And I love Eddie Kingston's honesty, loyalty, integrity. This is a guy who would never change. No, I don't know this guy. This bitter, miserable, whiny, thinks the world owes him something, thinks I owe him something. I'm not gonna apologize for my success. I'm not gonna apologize for buying my mother a house. I'm not gonna apologize for spending thousands of days on the road, running my body into the ground so I can give my family a better life than I ever had. I'm not gonna apologize. Through all these years, no matter what problems you created for yourself, who always had your back? I was proud to share the ring with you on September 23rd. But the aftermath, I'm embarrassed by you. I never tapped! I never tapped! Okay, I guess you didn't. You didn't. You are too busy blowing snot bubbles and going unconscious. So I guess you didn't tap. So I'm going to make this real simple for everybody. I'm going to end this. November 7th at Full Gear, I quit. You are going to verbalize it for the entire world. I'm going to beat and torture you until I get my friend back or I end you. And now finally, for once when things don't go your way, you'll have nobody else to blame yourself all right there it was mox coming in hot that man when mox is motivated and when he when his heart is in it he cuts such great freaking promos i mean this is really this is this is gonna be a match this is a promo match like this is like but the look moxley's great yes he i is. think eddie kingston is even better when it comes to promos i know that is a controversial hot take. You can tweet Well, me. no, your most controversial take is trying to change the man that you just said that you loved more than anything on this earth. And then you're I like, do. but he let's, could have better slacks. Let's 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 pick up let's pick up the gear on him. But mm-hmm. other than that, he's phenomenal. 
Uh, and I absolutely adore him. And I think he's great. And I think he should take the torch of cutting promos. And I think he should teach kids how to... He, You know what? In all honesty, he was absolutely needed at WWE to teach people how to do promos. Well, now he's teaching kids how to do promos when they watch him on television. And yeah. I think that's a much better role for him. Also, you know, that's one of those things when you're a professional athlete, you're in pro wrestling. Like, it's such a bitter... It's such oh. a... Like, it's so bitter when you're like... Oh, okay. Thank you so much for offering me a job. That's really great. It would have been a paycheck. And then it's just like, and you're going to be coaching. And it's like, oh, man. So but close. I still have two functioning legs. I can still do it. it I, I understand his hesitation as someone who, uh, you know, someone in the artistic field. If you were like, well, you're just going to work behind the scenes telling people. you're. I mean, you're, you're just going to tell people how to, like, do a joke. But then you yeah. never get to go on stage and do one or whatever mm-hmm. the hell it might be. He's phenomenal. I also want to talk about, uh, speaking of phenomenal, did you see this uh, Goldberg, Bret Hart quote? No. Bret Hart went in on Goldberg. Oh. And he basically just said every single thing that I said. And we can transition here to the WWE Hell in a Cell. But just I just want to read a little bit of this Goldberg a quote from Brett because you know my stance on Goldberg. Goldberg, Goldberg. Is that how the tra- is that how the chant went? Goldberg, Goldberg. Ah, yes, indeed. Womp womp. Womp womp. I do not believe he should be in the Hall of Fame because of how he wrestled and how many people he hurt. So this is what Hart said. Uh, Bret Hart was like Goldberg was a gorilla, which I, I you were like, okay, well that's kind of fun. Goldberg was a guy that nobody seemed to have taught how wrestling really works. Mm, that's nope. what Brett said. He's like, okay, well, that's not good. He he goes on to say he seemed to think he could just pick up a guy and slam him through the mat as hard as he could, and that was good wrestling. He said he always liked Bill as a person, but his work was zero out of ten. This is Bret Hart. This is, again, the excellence of execution, the best there was, the best there is, the best there ever will be. This is why the Hall of Fame needs to be voted on probably by wrestlers because whoever I understand it's it's mostly voted on by merch yeah. by like people who are like wow he sold a shitload of merch what a hall of famer he is and like Vince's mood yeah you need if, if Vince needs to fix a problem he'll just put him in the hall of fame put him in the hall bring him back put him in the hall of fame real quick yeah. wait, wait until he does that with Jericho oh it's what well, it's ha- it's gonna happen he goes on to say everything he did hurt everything it could be a tie up with you and he hurts you he'd tie up himself and he would hurt himself Bill was one of those types of guys that I don't think ever understood that it was supposed to look like it hurts, but it's not supposed to actually hurt. So basically, Brett is saying that Goldberg did not under, did, literally did not know what pro wrestling was. I love how mad you're about you get about Goldberg because it's insane that he's in the Hall of Fame and everyone still chants his name and everyone pretends like he was a great performer and he sucked. They forget. They forget how how uh, not great he was in the yes. Room. And just, I'm not going to read the whole quote, but just lastly, he says, everybody that he worked with would come back holding their ribs. Guys would be in tears and they would be in so much pain and he was really reckless and he was really dangerous and he should not. uh, Well, I'm going to add, he should not be in the Hall of Fame. But so anyway, my thoughts about Bill Goldberg, not that controversial because even the great one that is the Canadian, mm, what's a fun name? Canadian meatball. (laughs) well there's not much alliteration there but the canadian meatball that is bret hart agrees with me he is he's he i will say two things about bret hart uh he is a he's a lifetime worker and he will like he will work anyone in the room 
always, forever. And he's kind of grumpy. He is in pain because Bill Goldberg broke every bone in his body. <laughs> and then everyone was like, that was a good match, Bill. And then, like, can you imagine that, Katie? He literally, Bill Goldberg. I, look, I wouldn't want to be. like the dumbest mark in the room. And he's Damn. in the ring. He's like, it's Damn. real. It's real, isn't it? Even, even Brock Lesnar doesn't do that. And Lesnar, I know he is a little stiff. But he, he, like, he literally, Bill Goldberg does not know what his job is. I mean, look, I don't know the guy personally. I don't know. I'm not going to say this to his face. I'm not, no, I do, no, we, we never will be. I wouldn't, I'll be honest. If given the option of, of wrestling Goldberg, uh, in like, if I'm on the roster, I would be like, oh, this is kind of, and he's not the legend that he is now. I would be like, no, that guy hurts. You know what? There needs to be one run with Randy Orton. And Bill Goldberg, Randy Orton needs to kill him and do it like Goldberg. Do it in real life. Damn. Just injure him in real Damn. life and then you can officially be the legend killer because as we know, Randy Orton, sure he can beat Ric Flair, but let's wait until he can do something Damn. to someone like a Drew McIntyre before I really start to say that man could beat folks at his, on at their, rather, at their prime. We don't know. We don't know. I don't know. We don't know. Let's talk <laughs> Hell in a Cell, shall we, Katie? Let's wait before we go too far. Okay. Uh, last thing about Dynamite, and then I'll yes. stop kissing a- 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 AEW's ass. No, I like this. I love that you're being positive. It's I very nice. I am very excited about they have they have taken the shackles off of Kenny Omega, and yes. I think that we are about to see a run of Kenny Omega in the ring and solo action, and it's going to be Woo! amazing. I'm very excited about it. I hope that didn't sound. Don't take that out of context. Clean up, clean up on aisle three. It's Katie Squirt. Uh-oh, who's the cleaner? Jesus. It's Kenny Omega. It's Kenny Omega. I'm very wow. excited Wow, get, get the mop great. bucket. It's going to be, and like, everyone should be excited about this. Everyone should be excited to see Kenny Omega wrestling in his prime in America. And I agree. And on, on nationally televised programming. This is very exciting. I know that was the one thing with Kenny Omega because I had watched all these New Japan matches and he was the one where I was telling all of my friends, I was like, AEW got him, it's going to be amazing. And then it's just been a long process, like a like a root canal, trying to get him out, uh, you know, and just put him in the uh, in into singles competition. But now he will be going, it seems like, what, they're building for Hangman Page, right? I mean, yes, they, they've got to be. Obviously. Hangman Page, Cole Cabana, uh, going to hang, Hangman Page. Oh, I know. clean up on aisle three. Oh <laughs> uh, it's ju- it's just fun, you guys. It's just fun. Uh, yeah, right. it's great. Yes, it is great. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then, there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Mom, I got the job in Manhattan. Do you have a warm enough winter coat? What about your car? I'm selling it with Kelly Blue Book Instant Cash Offer. How? I enter my license plate number, miles, condition, upload photos, and boom! An official cash offer from a local dealership. A cash offer instantly? Oh, did you call Ann Stella? She's right there in Massachusetts. Mom, I literally just got the job. 
Not everything is as simple as selling your car with Kelly Blue Book Instant Cash Offer. Price it, fix it, trade it, sell it. KBB.com it. All right. Well, let's talk a little bit. And we'll, we'll also we'll talk a little bit about Shaq and what he had to say about Dwight Howard. We played a sound clip last week of D- Dwight Howard. I thought it was very sweet, but apparently Shaq and Katie, they've been texted or something. Me and Shaq. Uh, Shaq gets it. Shaq gets me. Well, Shaq was equally mean to Dwight Howard. Well, he wasn't wrong. So if that's if that's why you want to if that's how you want to base your friendships off of people who are equally mean to people, then All you're I'm not going to be very happy, are you? You and Bret Hart are right about Goldberg. Me and Shaq are right about Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard knows he's playing basketball. If he was like every time I scored a touchdown, I felt great. Then it would be like Bill Goldberg. At least he knows the sport <laughs> that he's playing. Bill Goldberg literally was just like, I think I'm really beating these people, and it's like, do you know? Like, damn. I, I just, hate for he, Goldberg. I just hate it's just, it's, it's not he's just, a, he's just a big old man trying to show his 12-year-old that he can still wrestle. He just didn't know that he was a wrestler. <laughs> and I think that's massive. That's just like a huge flaw. But anyway, let's talk about people who definitely know the wrestler, shall we? Helena Cell is coming up. Mm-hmm. This should be so yes, we'll get to that feud. Uh we'll talk about what Shaq had to say about Dwight Howard. But let's talk Helena Cell because this is coming up. It's right around the corner. We'll be this Sunday, and I am here for it. I'm quite excited. Uh what match do you want to start talking about, Katie? What's what's standing out to you is like, ooh, this is super exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh oh, ooh, wait, let me guess. Uh, Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton, fight again. No, Katie, that was not the question that I asked. I said, which oh. match are you excited oh, about, I, not oh, which sorry, match sorry. are you snarky about and upset that you're going to see again? Uh, I like, look, I like the Jey Uso story. I do love the Jey Uso I like, story. I like, I like it. I think that'll be fun. It'll be Jey Uso versus Roman Reigns. This will take place in a Hell in a Cell, and as an extra caveat, it will be an I Quit match. So this has all of the makings of a big brother. We'll just say brother, right? I know it's like cousins or whatever but big brother little brother obviously in this case roman being the big bro jay being the little bro and this could very well end with jay uso saying i quit as roman reigns sucks up his own spit as he threatens to make to to drop it on his face like every older brother did to their younger (laughs) sibling this could really end in a way where it's just like can you stop uh, titty twistering me like this could end in such a juvenile way and i'm kind i think that's actually a perfect ending for it he puts him in a trash can and shoves him down the stairs oh well that's just what we used to do with refrigerator boxes <laughs> remember that the old classic slide if you had stairs in your house ever anytime you had cardboard around you just made that yes. a, you just that was very, very laundry fun. basket that's all you need yep. and then it's like your parents come running and then you're like they're like what have you been doing and it's like you've heard us do this for two hours and now you're just upset because i'm crying because i got hurt i broke an ankle you probably could have ended this anytime but you were willfully ignorant Watching your soaps or whatever the hell folks watch. I don't know what parents watch. My house was full of religious programming, so... Um, How'd that work out? They love to hear the screams of children, <laughs> I'll tell you that. No, it was great. I'm here talking to you, so everything must have been just fine. Roman Reigns, Jey Uso, Hell in a Cell, I Quit match. Obviously, Roman's the champ. Universal 
champ. Uh, they got sort of the tribal chief thing going on. He's like, recognize me. And then Jay is like, I don't want to recognize you. And that's basically, yeah, that's basically it. Um, uh, Reigns did warn, however, that the match would come with higher stakes than any match that has ever had, that has ever been had Stop it. in WWE history. This is what I'm talking about. All these ideas, have, like there's nothing new here. Like, the only reason we like this story is because we like the characters, right? Yeah, sure. That's why I like this story anyway. Well, I think that this is the first time that Roman, if there was a crowd, um, I think that the crowd would be would be much more accepting of Roman Reigns in yes. this feud. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. But this isn't like, this isn't new and fresh. There's nothing fresh about this idea other than yeah. it's these two, it's this, it's this family that everyone likes because... It's turned out like stars that have just reinvented the genre. Oh, so, I mean, they're huge. I mean, obviously, yeah, the bloodline is like truly iconic and yeah. pro wrestling. Without without this bloodline in pro wrestling, it truly would be a different business. Without a doubt, The Rock yeah. wouldn't be here. I mean, it would be absolutely a different bizarro world like on Seinfeld when they did that episode and everyone's just a little uglier and a little fatter and a little less funny. Yeah. Technically, this might be the better timeline. I'm not sure. But I really don't know if the I quit match on top of the Hell in a Cell match is the way to go. To me, it seems like you're already wet. They're just like, uh, throw another water balloon at him. Yeah. It's already a Hell in a Cell match. Yeah. Do you need the I quit caveat? I don't Isn't know. Isn't a Hell in a Cell match kind of an I quit match anyway? Kind of. I mean, you definitely beat the living hell out of your opponent. And I, I don't know. I, I'm not. To me, it seems like. Kind of a Hail Mary where they're just like, and, and then they just, they just, they just spun some kind of wheel of options and they're like, it's an I quit match. Yeah, yeah. They just, they, they ask the bartender, can you spin that wheel and yeah, just let me know where got. it lands? With any luck, we'll get half off shots. Oh, nope. It's an I quit match. Oh, okay. You know what I would like to see? Mm. Rotisserie chicken match. <laughs> the hell, the cell is on fire. Uh-huh. And the two opponents, they've got a fight inside of it. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, this is a la Undertaker Kane, where you start yourself on fire. But you don't get your opponent on fire. You slow roast them until we see that they have taken on a, a certain different complexion, perhaps a tan, perhaps some burning. That rotisserie chicken is cooked. And then you win if you're not the cooked Speaking of rotisserie of which, chicken. Not, not to, not to go back. No, not to go back in time. Back in but, time. But uh, one thing that I wanted to say about the AEW uh, tag matches and the mm -hmm. AEW tag team. Did they do the rotisserie chicken match? They didn't. But holy shit, half of them were so sunburned that the only thing I'd like to recommend <laughs> is a little sunscreen for the tag team division. <laughs> like Butcher and Blade, he was legitimately. If you go I back, saw that. oh my god, he was so sunburned that I was just like, bro. Get, wear some you're in florida dude wear some fucking sunscreen you're very white honestly if he would shave it would be like so freaking it would be like 1980s when like for some reason in the 80s everyone's like bikini lines are unbelievable yeah. and, tan lines are sexy tan lines it's like i don't know but yes i it i was, agree with he that. was he was legitimately he was like rose rose pink different color pink Maybe he fell asleep on the beach like John Candy in, uh, oh my God, vacation. What was the name of he that? Was was that Summer pink. Rental. He was Summer that Summer Rental. John Candy. What? what Wear some I sunscreen, doing? tag team division. Okay, sorry. I agree. 
by the way, I did, you know that song, uh, whatever, Be Sure to Wear Sunscreen or Wear Sunscreen or whatever, the song that came out in like 1999 that everyone graduated, who graduated in 2000 had to listen to at their graduation? Orange or vitamin C? Yes, vitamin C. Um, I've actually done that. I've lived that song. I lived in New York, but until I got too hard, and now... I'm living in L.A. Sunny California. Look at you. Isn't that crazy? But you, I, I got to leave here before I get too soft. And sunscreen. I can tell you one thing. I ain't, that ain't happening. And then wear sunscreen. SPF 55. I ain't never going to get soft. Smackdown Women's Championship. Bailey versus Sasha. This is a oh, traditional I've never seen this match show. before. You are just a <laughs> negative ninny today. <laughs> and I say that every day. All right. These are two brave women. Katie, that have that have wrestled the same match for five years. It's COVID. Every day is the same. Honestly, what's the memory of this whole entire year? You're you're gonna remember Bailey and Sasha wrestling one time. Everything is just gonna blur together into one event. So really, maybe they're trying. I I mean, uh, I like that. I like I like I like both of them. I'll watch it. I'll enjoy it. Well, you know who I really like is Sasha in the Mandalorian. Have you seen her in that series? I've just seen. Have they shot it yet? Has it aired? Because I've seen the shot of her in in the Mandalorian, but I haven't yep, seen the episode. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. I'm assuming in the episode a bunch of like I don't know ships go, and then they're like, "You did good. You did bad. Let's fight." That's, yeah, that sounds the like the Mandalorian. <laughs> I know, I know. So anyway, if we are going to do predictions, there are three Hell in a Cell ma- matches, which is actually more. Uh, than most Hell in a Cells. Maybe they got the memo from everyone being like, there's not a lot of hell and a lot of cells here at the Hell in a Cell. Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso. There's no way Roman says I quit. There's just no way they they have that in the storyline, right? No. So honestly, if you are betting, and you can bet on pro wrestling, just go with Roman. Which is a terrible idea. Don't do that. That's a bad idea. I wouldn't do it. Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton. Obviously, Drew the champ. (laughs) I'm with you now. I don't know. I guess I guess like, Drew just wins. wins. Or Randy wins. You know what? I'm going to say brave choice. One of them will win. <laughs> just, again, I have nothing against Drew. I actually really like Drew. Randy, I, does he... By the way, Drew, it's an interesting story. Drew McIntyre, his original name was supposed to be Drew Galloway. And mm-hmm. Stephanie met with, uh, he uh, He was in the gorilla position right before he was about to perform one of his first matches in WWE. And he was still Drew Galloway. Stephanie came up to him and his manager. Uh, he was with um, uh, Hayes. He was okay. with Michael Hayes. And uh, Stephanie was like, is that your real name? And he's like, yeah. She's like, you're going to have to change that. It was literally 10 minutes before his debut. And so they, they said, he said he ran back. They went to like talent. They were like, they looked on Wikipedia. They're like, what Scottish last names? Oh, my God. They found McIntyre. And if you watch that, you can actually see it says Drew Galloway on the screen as he comes out. But the announcer says Drew McIntyre. So just when you thought the apple fell far from the tree when it comes to, like, just doing things on the fly, didn't you ask him that before 10 minutes before his match? But anyway. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah, wait so, a minute. Wait a minute. So that's how Drew McIntyre came to be. It was a good show. That sounds like WWE. That sounds very Hey, you know what? You got to think on your feet sometimes. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say that Drew retains, although I am actually with you. I 
I actually kind of feel bad for them. I don't know what else they can really do. Just Obviously, replay one of the other matches. Like they could easily replay whatever the last pay per view they did this at. Well, the ambulance match at Clash of the Champions. No, I thought that was really good. I mean, that's where all the legends came this, back to to is, haunt uh, Randy. I'm starting to see the more the longer we talk. Uh, we've been doing this for almost a year. It feels like. Uh, the longer we do this, uh, the more I'm realizing as much as I shit on the pay-per-views, I'm always surprised when they're good. Absolutely. And I'm also, it's interesting, we have been doing this for maybe even a little bit over a year. Thanks yeah. for everyone who listens, by the way. Um, uh, we've talked about this story, it seems like, about a year. Yeah. Helena Cell, Randy Orton. Okay, you know what? I've decided. Randy Orton, yes, a legend killer. He's going to defeat Drew McIntyre because the legends won't be back to hurt Randy Orton. The cell is actually protective for Mr. Orton, detrimental for Drew. Hmm. And I'm actually going to say that Randy Orton comes away as the WWE champion. I'm going to go Drew McIntyre then. All right. Sasha Banks and Bailey. I don't know. Bailey. Sasha. Both. They both win. Everyone wins. All right, talking about a match that I am actually extremely, extremely excited about uh, because I am no joke. This is where my brain, this is how my brain works. You know what I was thinking about the other day at lunch? Mm. Elias. Mm. The mm. the very famous Elias. And I He's think about back. him all the time and I think about his genes and I think about how great he is at playing guitar. And he is funny when he makes fun of people like in Pittsburgh. He'll be like, you guys are all disgusting. He calls it like Slutsburg or something. It's I don't really know funny, what the hell yeah. he calls it. Yeah. Whatever he does. It's he does something he plays with it somehow, but he has not wrestled in a minute, and I am here for Jeff Hardy versus Elias. I think it's going to be a fun match, and I'm just happy that Elias, he's one of those guys, you don't know what you got till it's gone, but he is such a great mid-card, like, especially when you go see what Wrestling Live, you need that kind of, like, filler, that yeah. little cream filling in the Oreo. Elias comes out. It's going to be something ridiculous. It's going to be goofy. It's going to be fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's going to be some laughs. It's sort of everything that you get in the Barnum and Bailey circus. Like, it's all right there. Um, and he is just a perfect mid-card performer. He He's really, I'm sure, he, I don't know if he would like this or not, but this is meant as a compliment. He's He is Honky Tonk Man-esque. Yeah. Um, but I also say that with great love. Uh, like, I don't know. And Elias might get a push at some point in the future. It's extremely possible. But I just think right now he is just such a perfect, like, little filler in the middle. And uh, Jeff Hardy, obviously, just I can't believe he can move. So we'll see what happens. I'm, yeah, I'm still shocked. He's he just absolutely move. incredible. They, and and this, this past week was uh, Raw's kind of, like, comeback show after, well, not, it was... The new the new season. New season, baby. New season. So we had After a big the draft. premiere. Yeah. Which, like, we can all agree that the draft is stupid, right? It just confuses me, and it kind of makes me sad. Again, we talked about this last week or the week before, breaking up New Day. I'm like, why did you do that? Like, can we not have anything? Can't we have one we nice thing? So I can only hope that it leads to a big push for Big E, and Big E gets, gets, his, gets, gets a run. For for some time, and then they put New Day back together because they realized they made a mistake. That's the that's I they clearly didn't think just, about this. They needed a ratings bump, so they were like, "What's the worst possible thing we can do that'll get the internet talking?" Uh-huh. They're like, "Break up the New Day." Some guy in that little box that they sit in, where they come up with their contrived ideas. Yeah, breaking up the break up the New Day. One, the thing that nobody asked to have happen happened. Yeah. So when it comes to Jeff Hardy versus Elias. 
you know who I'm going to say wins is Elias. I believe that Elias, and I think it's a bigger win for him. He's just coming back. I hope they don't bury him immediately. If I'm Elias, I'm like, they always kind of put me over, but then I never get actually put over. I I love yeah. Jeff Hardy. You know, I love Jeff Hardy. Thank you for everything you've done, Mr. Jeff Hardy. But I would like to see Elias go over in this match. And like, they're, they're like booking Jeff Hardy kind of weird. Like he just lost to, he lost to like Sheamus and Lars Sullivan. Like it was just a weird I don't really I don't really know what they're doing with Jeff Hardy. Well, he just signed the contract. I think Jeff before he signed his contract or when he mm-hmm. was sort of in negotiations, they were treating him different. As soon as you sign yeah. like Ursula and the Little Mermaid, mm-hmm. you know, she t- Vince is taking his voice legitimately yep. and now he's just going to be back to being Jeff Hardy in the mid-card, which hey, you know what? Anything that th- give that man all the money in the freaking world for everything he's done. Yeah. All right. Otis. He is a, we love Otis on, I love Otis. It's your boy. It's my boy. He's my little rotund boy. He's from Wisconsin. His mom is so fun. She only wears sweatpants. She's fun <laughs> and she wears a cowboy hat and I hope she's healthy and doing okay. Otis is my man. You know, I love ham and slam. I love Tuck as well. I love that big boy. I think he can move amazingly. He reminds me, I got into a Mike Awesome hole sort of, teasing what we're going to do for match from the past but i got into a mike awesome hole and tucker kind of reminds me of a mike awesome mike awesome ecw big guy moved seamless really extremely unique for that time big men weren't allowed to experiment the way that he did this makes more sense because i felt that the link that you sent was out of nowhere what I was so like Mike Awesome in in uh, the one a uh, one night stand. I was like, oh, that's a random, yeah, that's a random a random match of the past. But I like it. I'm into it. I wonder where this came from. But now I understand the train of thought that got us. There. Yes, indeed, I got into a Mike Awesome hole. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got into a Mike Awesome hole, um, and uh, it was I. But I would I never really watched full matches of his and I was extremely impressed and I could see with a little bit of development you know Tucker doesn't have the physique of Mike Awesome but he has as we saw in the elimination chamber match that he had with Otis um Mm -hmm. he can freaking move for a big guy and I just want I just really hope they do something with him anyway Otis he is the money in the bank winner he has this contract. He's got the green briefcase like he is an alcoholic senator from but, Nebraska on the way to the state house. That clearly that WWE is regretting giving to like him. Like immediately, which I don't know why. He is so over. Everyone loves him. He's talented. So Otis, he will be going against The Miz. And uh, The Miz, you know, I, I, you, who do you who would you rather see? OK, this is my question to you. Whose music would you rather hear hit when they with the with the briefcase in hand to go get any mm-hmm. belt they want? Would you rather hear Otis's music and see that wonderful jelly ball run uh, down yes. with his little arms and little legs, but also very strong body? Or would you rather see <laughs> the Miz come down and do what the Miz does? No, Not to diss the Miz. I, like, it's yeah, just- I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I get it. Like the Miz is TBS's little, or USA's little sweetheart, sweetheart. Yes. Oh my goodness. And you do wonder, like, you know, that's an interesting point. Do you think that the titles and everything like that, AEW is so monolithic. It is just a wrestling company. Yeah. And then obviously WWE Entertainment, they have branched off into, you know, film um, and uh, reality television and all of these things mm-hmm. with USA. 
Do you think that that plays into something like a Miz? Like, do you feel like they would give him the strap because he also has this show? Hundred percent. Yeah, they're trying. He's got he's got two shows on USA. Yes. He's got Wipeout or not Wipeout. Uh, John Cena is now hosting the new the reboot of Wipeout. Oh, is he? Good for him. But I don't know what network it's on. Um, ABC probably. Yeah. The Miz is doing some show like called like Dummies Doing Dumb Stuff. It's called Cannonball, Cannonball. And I don't know if you've watched it, but in my personal opinion, it is a very flawed. It's a very flawed TV show. Wait a second. <laughs> a reality show called Cannonball hosted by Miz on USA Network. Flawed. I know. Do Shocking. you think that's possible? Shocking. I don't. I know. <laughs> um, so, but it's so, yeah, he's got that. And then he has Miz and Mrs. Which is there, like him and Maurice, that's their reality Yo, show man, that airs. All I know is, if you want to ruin your relationship, just get it on, put it on TV. Just put it on TV. I will say this about The Miz, is he is, he is a weathered reality TV star. Yes, he, he started is. before he was, I mean, he, he was already wrestling, but he made his name on the real world, New Orleans, I believe it was New Orleans, because I watched that, I watched ago. that series. Fun fact about Katie Dirks, I know way too much about the real world early days. Oh. I can recite episodes. I don't wanna I don't wanna age you, but I don't even know if that was the early days. I think that might be sort of the middle days there. But uh it, it yeah, it the was the early like, days were San Francisco with Puck and Pedro. Yes. Oh, we could we, we should sidebar <laughs> all of this. I have so many I love the real world. Um, Puck wait, Puck yeah. was eating all the peanut butter with his fingers and Pedro was all mad and then Pedro was like Pedro was like, Puck, you have AIDS and then P- P- Puck was like or Pedro was like, Well that doesn't matter. What are you talking about? And then and then Puck left to go deliver mail? I forget how that season ended. Uh, it was uh, they were very Puck bad. Was Puck like was the, very I mean and then Puck got arrested for abusing Puck a bunch the, of people. Made the show. Puck put the show like I that was like the early days of controversial uh, reality television. Yeah, but also didn't Puck like wasn't that then? Didn't he just go on to Puck like beat up awesome. everybody that he was ever dating, and then he just biked around yes. San Francisco and stunk like a like a rabid beaver all day? Oh yeah, it didn't age well for him. No, I think, and then he just I, anyway. Sorry. Speaking, we can go speaking down a real of world entertainers, <laughs> the Miz versus Otis. The, I'm going to bet on the Miz. My heart is with Otis. But if they wanted Otis to have money in the bank, this match wouldn't happen. Yeah. Right. So it's yeah. like they're trying to they're trying to walk back money in the bank decision. How have they been doing? I've never seen them do this. Why did they give it to him? I sure you have. You just no, when, maybe when no honestly when have they ever done this with something like a money in the bank, which is just like a, it's a seed they plant to future mm-hmm. to have it grow in the future. I have never seen them. Um, take back the like the reward for winning something ever. I I would have to consult the uh, the wrestling encyclopedia in my house uh, that would know. It's the equivalent of being like king of the ring, and then the next Monday it's like we're doing another tournament uh, to see who's the king of the. It's like we already did it. Let me can we put a pin in this for one second because I have to yell to the encyclopedia in the back of the house. All right, that would have an answer for you. That's husband Stand James. By. Okay, husband James, hey, James. is going to get us. I'm going to phone a friend real okay. quick. Um, has there been another decision in WWE that they've tried to walk back more significantly than giving Otis money in the bank? Deep breath. He's sighing. You might be right. I think I am right. <laughs> you might be right. He'll come up. He says he'll come up with something. So we'll put a pin in it. We'll come back. We're to putting him. a pin in it. Uh, husband James, he has his assignment. Uh, Katie has given it to him. And yep. um, we we shall see. I don't 
recall it ever happening. And if I'm Otis, I mean, you can't like if you're you're just a company man. So it's just like, okay, I don't, I'm just doing what I do, but it yeah. is a little weird. Is, you gave is. me this thing and everyone was super happy about it. And now they're like, you're not right. going to let everyone me have it. seems to still like me. Like what? I didn't do anything wrong. I literally, I just... you broke up my tag team. You then gave me the money in the bank. <laughs> Why do you hate me? And I don't know. Honestly, true, true fact. Vince hates fat people. Yes, <laughs> he really does. it's been historically proven so that if maybe, you, it literally is just like Vince cannot. Like he just he can't. Like he had one night where he's like, oh, "I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to like that fat freaking ball," and then he just can't sleep and he hasn't slept since. And he's like, "I gotta get that money in the bank out of that fat guy's hands." It's unrealistic <laughs> that any beautiful woman would like this man. Oh my goodness! Well, I've seen a lot of couples that I personally know. And uh, there's hope out there for everyone. You, too, can find a beautiful partner, male, female, or in my case, two dogs. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Dominic Mysterio versus Seth Rollins versus Murphy. This, honestly, the more that I'm reading, uh, it's just, okay, I don't care. Um, That's bad radio. No, Dominic Mysterio versus Seth Rollins. You know what? I'm just going to say go Murphy. At this point, I'm just rooting for Murphy because that was the name of RoboCop. RoboCop shot somebody's dick off. Therefore, Murphy. I want Murphy to win this game. Win this match. Look, I mean, that's, hey, it sounds like you're picking a horse in a horse race. I am. Like, that's how I pick horses in horse races. I, I like, go roller skates. Go roller skates. I love roller skates. I love the name of all horse race. It's always just like, my ex-wife was a bitch. And you're like, let's go. My ex-wife is a yeah. bitch. Come on. Yeah, that one. Love it. Uh, here's the thing. They, first of all, nepotism is is a bit much with this whole storyline. I know. We can start there. Um, because and now my problem isn't even uh, Dominic. My problem is the rest of the family that can't fucking act. <laughs> and they're clearly setting up a story of like the the daughter. I know. Uh, with Murphy, and it's so it's it's not even so bad. It's good. It's just bad. It's not like there's nothing fun or clever about it. Everyone can see what's happening from 10 miles away. Yeah. This isn't fun anymore. I want off this ride, and now I'm stuck. Rey Mysterio, of course, he has a lot of loyalty to the WWE, and this was Vince sort of paying it forward, or paying it back, rather. And he had a, he, his family is set, and I lo- as, a, as, as a father, <laughs> as someone who looks at Rey, uh, he is a great father. And he wanted to get his kids like, you know, and I love all I really do. I and so it, I don't want to seem like a like I'm eating some sour grapes, which that's just mm-hmm. wine, isn't it? Um, it's just why do they have to be top card? 
like just yeah. start them young, like start them where as an audience we can grow with them. And this point right here is a good reason why Eddie Kingston wouldn't have done well in WWE. Absolutely. <laughs> but I don't I will say this. I have I've kind of grown. I've at least eased with Dominic. He's a good he seems to be a good wrestler. He's also wrestling Seth Rollins who is going to make him look good. Um always. Uh but it like eh, eh. like just don't, like to stop force feeding this stupid story to me. It's stupid. It's dumb. I hate it. I'm with you. Kevin Owens and Aleister Black. I actually truly love both of them. I think K I, mean, I think actually Black is going to win this. Uh yeah. I I like I like it. I could totally see that. And KO He's one of those guys, man. Um, he's another good talker, though. He's, he's a good talker. He's a great talker, and he he just always delivers. He really does. I have just had nothing mm. bad to say about Kevin Owens. When it comes to some, if you're Vince, you look at you got your top guys and all that stuff or whatever. You look at someone like Kevin Owens, and if he is not your favorite person on that roster, he can do anything. Be like, go mm-hmm. cut a heel promo, uh, okay. just like go save the show, go do something wild. And Kevin Owens is able to do it. And I also love that Kevin Owens still has that sort of channeled anger from the audience. Thank God, mm-hmm. because otherwise I don't there's gonna be a riot if Kevin Owens didn't say what the audience was thinking so many times. Mm-hmm. So I will always love him. Alistair Black, love it. I am a little bit I watched it uh this past week and the week earlier. I'm a little bit concerned about the character of Alistair Black. Like they haven't expanded it at all. No, he's just this weird, this just this creepy dude with tats. Creepy dude with tats with a beautiful wife. I mean, of course, Miss Vega. Um, she's amazing. She's incredible. Which I guess is a uh, that, yeah, I guess that's a character attribute for him. I suppose I don't know. But they just haven't done anything with him. You know, he came in with so much heat. Um, I'm not maybe more more on the mic or do some background with him. Like, why is he so dark? Why is he so cryptic? Like, maybe the fiend sort of took some of that uh, glean away, um, yeah. where it was like the fiend is now the dark, mysterious one, and like with Alistair Black, he's really as opposed to being some sort of like underworld dwelling demonic massive presence and huge force. He's just a goth kid. He's yeah. He's just he just he's just a god, which is yeah. like I'm not. But I love he, him. I'm just he just stepped out of the hot topic. Yeah, which we're gonna have last podcast on the left shirts in hot topic very soon. So not to criticize the wonderful world that is hot topic. But if you by the way, if you go to into a hot topic, it's not a story. It's a time machine. It is no 1998 joke. all over again. <laughs> no joke. And this is, and I'm not, this, I love this it. is taking an interesting turn, but I still shop at Hot Topic because they have great merch. It's like a merch store. It is a great merch they store. Have great, they have great wrestling and they have great wrestling merch. You can get at Hot Topic, you can get the Snoop Dogg shirt. Or with the with the, from uh, from uh, the first Snoop mm-hmm. Dogg album, the Chronic, the Chronic. No, well, that's yeah, the Dre the one, Doctor yeah. Dre. You can get uh, Metallica shirts. You can get uh, White Zombie shirts. Blink One Eighty Two. It's unbelievable. <laughs> um, all right, so that is a bit of what to expect for this Hell in a Cell pay per view. Extremely excited to watch that with some friends. Have some friends over, and have an have an excuse to get together. Can you say that, or is that even controversial? I don't know. I don't know. Everybody wear a full bubble. Everybody come in a bubble. Hazmat suit. Hazmat suit. 
and mm-hmm. uh, you can be like, "This is fun. This is really fun." It can be it will be a little bit mumbled because of the plastic, but mm-hmm. you know what? At least you'll be around people that you love. So, um, all That's right. Well, important. let's do this week's match from the past. This week's match from the past, as Katie said, it brings us to one night stand. You remember having those, Katie, before you got married? Mm-hmm. Oh, wild. <laughs> wild. That's how I met my husband. Mike Awesome versus Masato Tanaka. This is one night stand from 2005. Um, it's just a great match. It is every, it's, it's hardcore, but also really well scripted and really well acted and really well just the overall performance is really awesome. I can't say the word really enough. Um, and the word awesome. Yeah. It's not just a clever name for Mike. Indeed, he is awesome. As well as Masato Tanaka, who is incredibly, uh, mm. also incredibly, incredibly talented. So let's play the sound from One Night Stand 2005. This is on dailymotion.com. stand2005 Mike Awesome versus Masato Tanaka, if you want to watch it for yourself. I'm not sure if this is on uh, the WWE Network. Might not be. Um, although it should be, right? One Night Stand? That was In theory, it should, it should be. be. So this could also be on there. All right. Well, let's enjoy this match. officially gotten over the point that that Mike Awesome sold out we can both enjoy the match yeah I, I'm done all right good yep. Mike Awesome wants a little more room to work with what can the Dudleys be thinking you know they've got to have their eye on the monitor thinking this is their deal tables are their deal There it was. Mike Awesome proving that even a big brute can move every now and again, can't they? Get it. You love it? Okay. Well, speaking of big brutes, just just to kind of wrap it up here. You know what? Shaquille O'Neal and Katie. I have had enough of this. I've had a Shaq gets it. Shaq doesn't get anything. I he, believe he gets so it. we played the sound of Dwight Howard saying, Your dreams can come true too if you work hard. Shut up. He's he won an NBA championship. He can talk at least for a little while. And Shaquille O'Neal. He barely won. He 
Mm. Oh, my God. Okay, first of all, Dwight Howard won a dunk competition. He was dressed as Superman. Did you ever do that? And especially around Halloween like this? No, but he couldn't have done it without Jameer Nelson because Jameer Nelson was really the backbone of that of that dunk. Shaquille O'Neal says, post one pick and sit your ass down. Shut your ass up. You ain't do nothing. Except I didn't say it. That's what I Shaquille O'Neal said about Dwight Howard. As Dwight Howard it. was saying, oh, my God, your dreams can come true. Giving a nice heartfelt message for the children out there in the year mm. of COVID where everyone is sad, everyone is down. Mm. People need to be inspired. And Dwight was trying to inspire the youth out there. Shaquille O'Neal, by the way, does not have a thunderous leg to stand on because he did the exact same thing that Dwight Howard did. Dwight Howard went to the Lakers, got his championship. Obviously, Shaq got the four rings. He wanted, he was chasing Kobe with the fifth ring. So he went to play with Cleveland. He went to play with LeBron James. He went to Boston to try to get a ring with uh, with Paul Pierce and Garnett. He was trying so freaking hard to get a fifth ring so he could match Kobe. And he didn't go play with schlubs. So him sitting there and dissing Dwight Howard. That, but what you're saying makes sense because I feel like that's exactly what Dwight Howard's doing. No. He's just chasing, he was chasing a ring. He was chasing well, a ring. What's wrong with chasing to? a ring? What are you supposed to be doing? Chasing the janitor position? I don't know. Just be good. Why don't you bring a team? Why don't you bring but, a team? This is what, well, that would be Be ridiculous. the superstar. That's what he, he was. And then he got all cocky. Well, he did have, he had a journey of his own, did he not? Mm. So this is what Shaq had to say. He says there's a lot of players on their little Instagram. He called it his their little Instagram, which yeah. is kind of true. There's a lot of players on their little Instagram bragging like they were the reason mm. they got the championship. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say any names. Sit your ass down again and don't do mm. anything. Post one pick and sit your ass down. Um, he didn't even have the courage to say Dwight Howard's name, but he should oh, have. Oh, we know. We and know. also, every it is a team game, does is it not? Doesn't even the person who was the 12th player or 11th player on the team in practice, perhaps they did one thing in practice that then one of the stars saw, and then there was the final moment of the game, and they said, oh, that's right, that one guy, we'll call him Barry. He did. He he was able to stop me in practice when I did it this way, so I'm going to do it this way, and that's why everybody gets a ring, including the towel boy and mm. the freaking, you know, everyone deserves, the, the equipment people deserve a ring. It takes a whole squad. It takes a mm-hmm. village to get a ring, mm. and I just believe that Dwight Howard has every single right to be as... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what I have to say about that. Mm. I see you, Dwight. I see you. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you're definitely going to see him because he's got a lot of bling. Now, because he, has now he has a championship ring. ring. Uh, I roll. He deserves every bit of it. Mm. Do they win the championship without Dwight yes, Howard? Yes, they sure. do. They absolutely do. Yes. Well, me, well, okay. And to be fair, every game that he started, they did lose because they had to they had to take him out um, there. Well, nonetheless, I think it's just nice that he was able to celebrate a little bit. Don't you think? I mean, look. I can't. He look. He won a ring. There's nothing. I I didn't win a ring. He won. A, he was on a team that won. A, he happened oh, to be you know on a what? team this is, this that is won not, a ring. But this isn't even about that. You know what this is about? Hmm. Dwight Howard called himself Superman. Yeah. And you know who else did? Shaquille yeah. O'Frickin' Neal. This is this goes way back. This is I not. This say, is about merch. I mean, Shaq has Shaq has always been. He's never been a Dwight fan. I just feel like this is about merch. This is about trademarks. And you know what? Dare I say to Shaq and Dwight, Superman is Superman. That's fair. So neither of these people, so Shaq can be like, yeah, I'm the one who calls himself Superman. And then Dwight's like, I'm like Superman. And it's like, I mean, neither also, of you are. It's Superman, kind of a, Superman. 
It's it's also a tired nickname for yourself. Superman is the worst of all the superheroes, just because well, he's came, the best. I mean, for Dwight, anyway, it came from Orlando when he like the first like big game that he had. He did the Superman ripoff motion, and that's, that's right. kind of what's and he was good, and he did carry Orlando. That's the thing is he carried. He's capable. He was capable of carrying a team, and then his ego got in the way, and he became a mediocre mid card player, and that's what he has been the entire for the. For the rest of his career since well, he left Orlando. I don't think he needed to have sex with Lois right there in the middle of the magic court. But indeed he did. And what a show it was. All right, Shaquille O'Neal. I'm going to tell him to sit down so then I can look at him eye to eye. And I will say this, Shaquille. Just try to have a little bit more love in your big, big, big heart. Because one day it's going to explode. And what are people going to say about you? All right. Well, speaking of exploding, just lastly, we don't cover UFC very often, but we have to cover this. Khabib, and I'm going to try to do this, Nurmagomedov. Nurmagomedov. Now, I should, we, Khabib should, we should say, as much as I follow wrestling, I do not follow UFC, so this is a new story to me. This is a great story. So it was Habib and his father's uh, dream to have a 30-0 record, but unfortunately that dream will not be seen by his father, who died this year, uh, RIP, uh, from coronavirus as well, which is just just to add on to the, the trauma Jesus. of this year. So Habib is just like, uh, I'm done. I'm going to retire. Now, I will say, and we're going to play the sound here. This is kind of going to be our you know big sports moment of the week. It is possible, and I'm not going to say that this is the case, but sometimes fighters will be like, I'm done, and then uh, they're angling for a little bit more money. Are you saying that fighters are like wrestlers? Fighters are a lot like wrestlers, indeed. And as we saw with CM Punk when he was in the UFC, uh, you know, they can. it's a different sport, isn't it? Maybe Bill Goldberg should have done UFC, um, and then we'll see how tough he is. But anyway, let's play this. This is in the octagon. Habib just won, and uh, he is considered perhaps the greatest pound-for-pound UFC fighter of all time at 29. And, oh, unfortunately for us as sports fans, we will not see McGregor uh, fight him. That would have been, well, I mean, honestly, who knows? I'm not a massive Conor McGregor fan at this point. I'm just sort of like, bro, just get a reality show. and Dude's a mark. Yeah, it's I all said it. No, I said I, it. Come I at agree. Me. I agree. Um, all right, let's play this sound for the greatest or the biggest sports moment of the week. And now, without question, the number one pound for pound fighter in the world, 29 and 0, Khabib Nurmagomedov. The world is in awe of your greatness once again. I will give you as much time to gather your emotions, but I see your cornerman taking the gloves off. Your thoughts on an epic championship performance tonight. Congratulations. Alhamdulillah. Yosef, I want to say Alhamdulillah. God give me everything. Thank you for these guys. These guys with me. And with my father more than 20 years. All my team, aka with Coach Hav. I love him so much. All my team. Thank you. Today, I want to say, this it was my last fight. And no way I'm going to come here without my father. It was first time when, after what happened with my father, when UFC called me about Justin, I talked with my father, my mother, three days. 
she don't I go fight without father, but I promise her it's gonna be my last fight. And if I give my word, I have to follow this. It was my last fight here. I know only one thing what I want from UFC Tuesday. You guys have to put me on number one pound for pound fighter in the world because I deserve this. And UFC undisputed, undisputed, undisputed UFC lightweight champion, 13 and all. 13 in UFC, 29 in all my pro MMA career, you know. Oh, I think I deserve it. There it was. And of course, many of you might be asking about uh, the World Series in baseball with the Dodgers and the Tampa Bay Rays. We will keep you up to date on that. As of right now, it is two and one with the Dodgers in the lead, although they are playing uh, again as we're recording this. So we will see and we will talk about that more next week. What a fun series, though. It's been what I hope it goes. I hope so, too. I like it's so funny. Baseball. I love it when it matters. Like, October sure, baseball yeah, is so fun. When the season starts, yeah. it's always amazing to me. People that, like, I better watch game one. I'm like, there's 198 more games to go. Of course, this season yeah. being only 60 games, so it was kind of exciting from the beginning. Although, you then, then you do have to wonder, you know, massive asterisks on the World Series. Although, still, not an asterisk. They're all playing under the same circumstance. It's not like the Astros. They're still playing the same yeah, game. Exactly, yeah, exactly. And everyone's in it together, so... Um, also, just before we end today, James did get back to us regarding Otis and the money in the bank. Has the WWE done this before? James had an interesting opinion, though, Katie. His hot take is that he uh, he's th- he thinks that WWE is just you know, wasting time. Just hold it like having Otis hang on to it because Roman is on such a hot heel take right now. And would they ever put Otis over Roman? I don't think so. Um, but no, maybe maybe but, if like some sh- real schmucky schmuck gets it and then Otis can come out and save the day and then he can raise his hands. You imagine how funny it would be if he had a belt with his hands and he could put it over his big head. Yeah. No, it doesn't go around his waist. That's over the shoulder for sure. <laughs> That's a Keith Lee over the shoulder. By the way, Keith Lee and Braun yeah. Strowman, I'm here for it. I have no problem with what they're, with what they're doing. Yeah. I, I kind of like the two big guys. Braun can move. Keith can move. And uh, hey, I think uh, I say... Let him fight it out and see who's truly the biggest of all the big monsters in the WWE. All right. Well, thank you all so much for listening. Hope you're doing well out there. Um, Katie, is there anything else that you want to talk about? No. (laughs) You are so done talking to me. You are so over me. Uh, no, I mean, I, I mean, the only thing I would say now is I would just, I just talk about how great that episode of, of, uh, of AEW, uh, dynamite was. Full gear, November 7th. It's going to be a party. It's going to be a party. I'm going to your house, and I'm watching an event with you, Katie. I don't even care. I'll take care of the baby. I'll bring the dogs. Okay. All right. right. All right, everyone. Hail yourselves. We'll talk to you soon. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. 
Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.